I'm Corey Hoffing from Crimson Shadows. Hey, this is Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. This is Parker Jameson from the band Starkill. This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. This is Alex from Lee's Eyes, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Hey, music fans, the podcast is back with another metal artist interview. I'm joined by Waleed and Chris of Nashville Melodic Death Metal Act Obelisk. Guys, welcome to the Great Metal Debate. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, sir. Well, we're talking to you here at Shredfest 2018. How did you guys get on this bill? Um, we just kind of, there was like a big poll kind of thing they had on Facebook. And we just kind of happened to get enough votes and we got on. I mean, we're friends with Shania, the person that threw it on. So, I mean, I was going to try and get on it either way. <laughs> so it was your fans who got you on yeah. here. Or, or did you guys just load up and just keep hitting submit? <laughs> you can only vote yourself once. So, no, we couldn't do that. Oh, you can't? I kept hitting the button thinking that it was... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And have you all shared the stage being locals with many of these acts before? Actually, there's a lot of the bands we haven't even played with before. Like what Conniption, I think, yeah. might be the only band that's has yeah, Six Emperor, yeah, Six Emperor Tyrannus. Played with because they're kind of like I don't know with the, with the scene here, it's kind of divided between like extreme metal and then just I guess normal metal and stuff like that. So we usually always fall into the extreme metal crowd playing those kinds of shows. So there's some bands here that we've never played with. Before. This has got a mix, which has to be yeah. good for you guys to sure. get a mix of potential fans who are watching. No, for sure. I think that's the best part about it. It's like, I always hate playing same note shows. Because, I mean, even if you're playing with four, like, amazing death metal bands, you kind of get tired of 300 BPM blast beats by the end of it just because it's the same monotonous thing after a point. You know? So I like the differentials. Now, since this is the first time we've had you on the podcast, if you would, please give us a thumbnail sketch of how Obelisk came to be. Uh, okay, well, Chris, I'm, I'm talking all the time because you can't right now. He, no, Chris, Chris is the second newest member, so I, the real quick is that we started right after high school. We had bands in high school, most of us, me, the keyboardist, and my cousin, Ellie, who's the bassist. Um, we played together, we, bands broke up, and then we just kind of formed something about 2011, and we've just been kind of hitting it ever since after that point. So... Um, and we just keep losing and gaining members and just going from there. So, For each of you, what was your musical background? Did, did you all grow up in musical household? And did any of you, either of you, receive any formal training? Um, no. Uh, my, my household, me and my cousin, are pretty much the only musicians that, that are in it. And we're especially the only two that actually listen to any kind of metal. Um, so we never had there, no formal training whatsoever with that. We just kind of... My dad owned a club when I was a kid, and that was my introduction to a lot of hip-hop and EDM and reggae and stuff, and I just like music, and just it just branched into metal somehow. So, what about you, Chris? Um, pretty much, uh, like, my family's all musically inclined. Um, I'm the only drummer, though, um, in my family, because I wanted to be different. You know, we got a lot of bass players and guitar players and singers. 
Um, and I'm pretty much self-taught. Like, I just watched a lot of, like, YouTube videos and listened to a lot of CDs of, like, bands and drummers that I, you know, loved and felt would inspire me to want to gain more passion for the drums. And so that's pretty much what I've done the last, like, 15 years. It's interesting you mentioned YouTube because I feel like for someone who, I don't know, lives out in the sticks or whatever, they can almost get a advanced education just by watching those videos. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, I mean, especially, like, with any musical instrument, um, drums in particular, um, I'm a very, like, visual learner. So being able to have access to those types of, like, uh, videos really helps me a lot and benefits me and, you know, what I want to do. So, so it's a win-win, really. I would say, actually, too, um, my cousin Ellie, the bassist, that's how he learned how to play bass, was just watching Yngwie Malmsteen. So he, <laughs> he, he never really picked up bass. He just picked up guitar like a bass. That's that's always been his thing. So That's why he's got that neoclassical, like, inspired style. Yeah. A lot of, like, sweeps and taps. And I, I could tell that watching him play. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty manic, you know? <laughs> No root notes for him. Yeah. No root notes for him. So. Well, guys, let's talk a moment about your latest release, the EP Omens, put out just this last year. Tell us a little bit about the material. What What were you trying to accomplish with this release? Um, I guess like the biggest thing is we, we've been sitting on some of those songs for a while, and we just never had like a real proper release until that one, because we had had technically two EPs prior to that, and it just we never felt really comfortable giving it like a big release. I guess you could say. So it was nice, um, just really, we took, like, close to a year, like, hammering out and working on those and really fine-tuning it and getting to a point to where we hated them and then changed them again and, you know, that whole thing. But, I mean, we just set out to do what we always did with making it something unique within our own thing of just, we always wanted to blend, like, American death metal with, like, Gothenburg-style melodic death metal just to kind of make it that heavy with the groove but also, you know, just really pretty and epic and just hit hit all the marks, you know. So that I feel like that's a lot of what we were going for with that, for sure. Well, I'm glad you brought up like, Gothenburg. I mean, I'm a big fan of the melodic death metal sound, and it's always struck me that bands like Dark Tranquility, Amon Amarth, Arch Enemy, they're able to tour the states, but at the same time, at the grassroots level, there just doesn't seem to be as many bands who follow in their footsteps at least here in America. Why, why do you think that is that just doesn't hasn't resonated so much in the States? You know, I've been wondering that for a long time because, like, as long as we've been a band, so we're, you know, going on, like, I don't know, going on, like, seven years now, we've never really... We, we played our first show with a Malag death metal band this Wednesday. <laughs> Besides our... Yeah, yeah it's taken that, that long. But they were more along, like, the Black Dahlia murder camp, not even, like, the Gothenburg, like, original sound. So it was just... I don't know why. I, I think it's just like a lot of people appreciate it, and they take just they take the influence from it. But I don't think anybody really wants to pursue it as its own entity. I, I mean, it could be just a cultural thing, but everybody here likes to be brutal. <laughs> Me personally, I I love you know European death metal and mellow death and stuff. But I uh, as far as like you know favorites go, I prefer American like extreme death metal like Nile and. You know, all the origin uh, bands that have real technical drummers and stuff. So I try to, like, infuse that a little bit, you know, with, like, our overall sound to kind of give it, like, you know, I guess an American extreme metal twist. I don't know. Which I think is kind of interesting that you all tried to blend those things. I love Melodeth. I love the Gothenburg sound. Certainly hearing your set, I could hear, like, there was one 
the most recent song. Yeah. Man, I swear I could hear some dark tranquility in there. But you all, yeah, you also have some of that brutal American sound. So it's interesting to me. I think maybe you guys may be carving out a niche of your own with the melding of those things. That's what that's what we hope for anyway. I mean, we've been, I guess we've been hacking at it for a long time and refining it, and we're finally feeling like. Like I said, with this newest album with Omens, was like I felt like we finally got to a good stepping stone where we can officially feel like this is a good start. But we're currently working; we already have almost a f- enough material for a new album already. So, as far as Omens, the what do you think about the response from fans and critics to that? Are you pleased with that? Yeah, I mean, we've gotten a really good response from it. We sold a lot of units that we were not anticipating doing. Um, so we were really ex- we were really ecstatic. I mean, and people keep hearing about us from different places and. Yeah, a lot of, um, sorry, a lot of like uh, international people, um, like international YouTube channels and stuff, have hit us up asking if they could include our songs on like their channel or their playlist or something as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it just came out. Because I mean, it's not like we're going searching for it. It just it feels good when it comes to you. I guess you could say. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and being that you again released an ep what what was the thought process behind that uh and why is it i i hear you're going to try to produce a full album like are you have you been working up to that will that album include some songs from these previous eps or will all be fresh material um it's gonna be all fresh material um we have about 13 14 songs in the work right now we're planning on i mean all that's computer stuff right now we've just learned a couple of them but we're really trying to carve it down to 10 or so to have that full length because we put the EP out because we wanted to have something that we could write on and actually promote but we wanted to take like have something to actually have but we also wanted to take our time with the full length to make sure it was as good as it could be you know um, but yeah it's going to be all new stuff it's going to be still in the same vein but just even more intricate <laughs> yeah. than it already is so but yeah I mean we're, we're really ecstatic for the new stuff. I mean, because we just debuted that song, the newest one tonight, Wayfair. Which was a killer. I have to say that was one of my favorites that you performed. Oh, thank, okay. you. thank you. We've been worried since that was like the second time we played it. We're like, people like it, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm glad someone who actually kind of, someone who likes what we're going for appreciates that song a lot. Because we were worried. Cause it's so it's a little bit different than what we've been doing. So, so. Now, our podcast is based in Western Kentucky, but we've interviewed lots of bands from the Nashville Mid-South area. How, how do you evaluate the health of the, not just the music, but the metal community in this area of the country? Uh, <laughs> it's a mixed bag for sure. I mean, speaking specifically to Nashville, one thing I really like about it is that there is a lot of really great bands here, but that's also one of the banes of being in Nashville because you have so much competition, so you have to work hard and you have to push yourself to actually get people to come out to your shows to notice you. But at the same time, people don't give a shit about, like, um, they're like, oh, well, they're playing next week. They're not, they're playing next week. You know, that kind of thing. Like, no one wants to come out. I feel like that's that's a big issue sometimes. It's actually, it's not so much the bands, it's the crowd. Because, like, when <clears throat> we, like, Belfagor last year, that when they came, it was like Belfagor, Abigail Williams, and Origin. And there was like a hundred people there, and I was like, "It's the first time Belfagor's." I was at that show, man. Yeah. yeah, I was sad. I was just like, "What's going on?" And, but people bitch about those bands not coming, and I'm like, "This is why these bands don't come." You know what I mean? That's and, and honestly, I've been to uh, Exit In with less a crowd than was there that evening. Yeah, so. 
I know, like when we uh, we had Aurora Noir come in like last year too, and there was like 50, 60 people, and that's like legendary black metal stuff that people. There's supposedly a big black metal scene here, but they don't like going to shows. I don't know, but I mean, aside from that though, it's the people in the scene are really great. All the people we've ever met, a lot, all the bands we play with, there's a really great sense of community for sure. It's just, um, but in terms of the South, uh, we've only we, we've played a decent bit around, but when we play outside of Nashville is when I feel like there's a better sense of community than there is when we play in Nashville sometimes. And people are more excited to go to shows because there's less bands to see and less stuff to do, I think. You know what I mean? So... So, just kind of ranging here, off stage with the gear stashed. Uh, what other kinds of things are you guys interested? in? Are you all gamers? Do you travel? Family stuff? What kind of? What's your? You go ahead. Uh, well, we're all a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> so pretty much, it's video games, Dungeons and Dragons, and magic is like a lot of what we do when we're not doing band stuff. And of course, that kind of we actually had a song that was that we're not playing right now, but it was based off of one of our D&D campaigns we used to have. So it's like, it, it, it finds its way into the music and stuff like that and has its own influence. But we've been nerds as long as we've been playing music. Um, but, you know, that, that's what I love to do. And, I mean, Chris, I think it's the same way. Yeah, kind of. Um, I Yeah, I play the drums now primarily. Um, <laughs> no, um, honestly, I like just WWE, ECW, any of that stuff, I will watch it, listen to podcasts about it, you know, that and, like, serial killers. I like those guys, you know, learning about them and stuff. They're pretty cool. Um, but pretty much besides working two jobs and fucking around with these guys, you know, it's pretty much all I do. And hang out with my wife and our three cats. Sounds like you got a lot going on, man. Well, guys, after the Shred Fest is finished, uh, what's up next for Obelisk? We've talked a little bit about uh, uh, new material, but uh, as far as shows, and do you have an idea when fans might expect that follow-up to Omens? Um, in terms of shows, we have one next Monday in Louisville. Uh, we're playing with the Cursed Creator from Florida and Deb Scufa. Mm. Should be a really, really tasty show. And then we're playing with Lexington. We're playing with Deb Scoop again in Lexington a few weeks after on the 26th. But we're, the show we're really excited about um, is we're playing September 7th here in Nashville, or September 6th in Nashville with Inferry. And it's our first time playing with them, and we're super, super stoked to play because we've always really liked their material. And, a lot of buzz about their new album. Oh, uh, man, Revenant was fantastic, and Path of Apothis was also great. And it's, we know those guys really well, and it's great to finally get to share the stage with them. Um, but in terms of when the album will come out, I mean, hopefully sometime beginning of next year, maybe spring of next year is kind of when we're shooting for. We've got about f- five more shows left booked for the year. Well, I mean, there could be more after that, but we're trying to think about pausing and focusing on the album after that for a little while. You know, Plenty of good stuff going on. Well, finally, guys, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Obelisk, including the 2017 EP Omens? Um, all of our all of our links to our stuff is either on our Facebook Obelisk of Nat or Facebook.com backslash Obelisk of Nashville, or on our Bandcamp Obelisk of Nashville backslash Bandcamp. Um, so you can buy the album on there. You can go to our big cartel. We have our shirts for sale up there and stuff like that. Um, we're also be we're going to be um, debuting our cat design. It's our satanic cat. It's going to be super sweet. It's going to be hot. It's really cute. Hot 
hot commodity. The kids are going to love it. Um, so we have all that. We're also be we're also going to be on Spotify and all that kind of stuff within the next month too. So looking for us on there. Well, guys, you impressed me with the set this evening. Really enjoyed it. Your material. I mean, again, I'm uh, I'm a whore for Melodeth, so you know you you kind of had me anyway. But I uh, really enjoyed it. I'm hoping to see you guys again sometime soon. And uh, best of luck going forward. Awesome. Thank you, Thank sir. You, man. I appreciate it.